Radio. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Whatever gets you through the night. Montreal's News Talk leader, CJAD 800. Welcome to What Keeps You Up Nights, presented by Fuller Landau, a new business program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. My name is Dan Delmar, and joining me as he does every Monday night at 7 p.m. is Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. Welcome back, Josh. Hello, Dan. So what's on the uh, fine program this evening? Well, it's another great story tonight, a company that's been around for 75 years, dealing with, uh, you know, certainly there was a there was a pers- an acquisition along the way. It's transferring from two brothers, uh, ultimately down to one of the sons and a nephew. It's a business that's had to reinvent itself. We certainly know that entrepreneurs over the years do have to reinvent themselves, do have to find ways to move with the times, and this company is certainly no different. So without any further ado, I would like to welcome Sass and David Shashua from Hirsch Rostex. Welcome, yeah. gentlemen. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. And I think we should uh, jump right into it. Uh, perhaps, uh, Sass, you can tell us what the business is today and then maybe how you got started in it. Well, we are, a, of course, in the clothing trade. We sell fabrics. We specialize in, men, in all wool and wool blend fabrics, selling mostly now to what we call the uniform trade. Uniform trade being not only police, firemen, etc., but also being for the hospitality industry like hotels, casinos, and so on. But you didn't start out that way, right? No. The business originally started by Sam Hirsch in 1935. was a small jobbing business selling fabrics to tailors. And uh, that, pro- that sec- part of it probably accounts for less than 10% of our sales today. And so when did when did you, SAS, uh, start into this business? And I believe you got into it with your brother, correct? Yes. Uh, I started with my brother, Ron, who's David's father, and uh, we, we bought the company in 1964. So we've had it almost 45 years now. And when you started it, it was, and what products were you selling then? And, and how did that <laughs> gradually change throughout the years? Well, originally we were selling uh, fabrics mostly out of England and Europe which were mostly wool, heavyweight wool, back to 15 and 16 ounce piece goods that uh, we used to say that wore like iron. And in fact, they, they would stand up without even anybody wearing them. It's kind of bulletproof. So when you sell to the, to the police today, it still, still stands still the same. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of demands do these uh, types of uh, agencies have on, on clothing? I guess it's not just a regular shirt that you have to sell to a police officer. Is it, uh, how's it, how's it differ from regular? Well, we don't sell direct to the police forces. We get our fabrics approved, and then we go to the manufacturer who basically makes up the garments, the styling, and etc. Okay. We're only involved with the fabric itself. I see. Although it has to meet some criteria, like a certain amount of washings and pilling and um, those things we have to meet in the production of the fabric. So it's uh, it's got to perform. So but- it involves a lot of testing and research. And that's where our strength is. David, I'll turn to you for a second as the uh, the new kid on the block, although I believe you've been there for a couple times, a good, a good decade. Um, tell us, uh, how did you get in? Uh, how did you get into this business with the family? Well, it's a case of never say never. Uh, when I was in Concordia, I was about to take a job in Illinois and 
my uncle and my dad approached me and said, hey, you know, we, we think uh, having a designer in the family would be really good, a textile designer. And, uh, you know, there's a, a degree or a course you could take in, at Philadelphia University. And, you know, you can make a lot of money and you'll do well and all that stuff. And, I, you know, I hadn't really decided what I wanted to do yet. So I said, sure, why not? I, I, you know, two years in the States would be good. So let's uh, let's do it. So I went down and decided the second day that I was there, I wasn't going to do textile design. Uh, so I switched into production and new product development. Uh, but I didn't really tell them <laughs> until, <laughs> until I graduated. <laughs> you just wanted them to keep paying for That's your education. Right. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And uh, no, it was listen, it was a great life experience. I learned a lot. Um, my, my technology expertise in textiles um, paid off uh, to some extent, um, but really paid off when I joined the company for the last time. So when I did come back to Montreal, I, I kind of worked for uh, a couple of apparel producers, a couple of textile producers, and decided I, I really wanted to get back to the technology side. So I ended up selling um, enterprise software to help uh, private label retailers offshore. So that's the big irony in that, uh, you know, when they came to me, when the company eventually sold, I switched sides and now I'm helping them keep the business here, keep the, the onshoring, so to speak, uh, local production of garments. So what keeps you up nights, uh, excuse me to interrupt, we sure. have to take a quick break. Uh, what keeps you up nights on a CJAD pre presented by Fuller Landau, a new business program about business people just like you. If you have a question for our guests, David Shashua and Sass Shashua from uh, Hirsch Rostex, they are fabric distributors. You can always give us a call. Or if you want uh, general information, if you want uh, general advice from, uh, from Josh from Fuller Landau about uh, maybe some struggles you're going through with your business, 514-790-0991. That's 790-0991. Star Talk, Star 8255 on Bell Mobility. Right now it's 7.15. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Welcome back. CJD time is 7.19. What Keeps You Up Nights, presented by Fuller Landau, inspiring stories from outstanding business people, Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's uh, Josh Miller. If you have a question for Josh, if you're a struggling business owner, maybe you need some inspiration, some advice, Josh uh, of Fuller Landau is always here for you. 514-790-0991. That's 7900991. Or Star Talk, Star 8255 on Bell Mobility. You can even text your question in to 514-800. And our guest this, this evening, uh, David and Saz Shashua, fabric distributors from Hirsch Rostex. David, we were talking with you before about you not coming into the family business directly, but working elsewhere. And I must say, for the various stories that we've heard in these past few weeks, and for the number of clients that we deal with, it's always interesting to hear the next generation that gets their experience elsewhere. Were you happy with working elsewhere? How do you feel it benefited you, and what did it bring back to the family business? Well, I was happy. I was really happy working elsewhere because um, well, the first the first couple of jobs out of grad school, I stayed in the in the Shmata business, quote unquote, and I wasn't really happy at all. I didn't see a future. These were small companies with no, like I couldn't really sell my oats, so to speak. So. Um, I found a job working for a small uh, software company, plenty of potential. They were selling to the U.S., they were selling to big companies, and I said, hey, I can really do well here. And we grew. We sold, we sold to very, very large retailers, and I think the experience gained in selling to at the CEO level to companies, uh, large retail companies, uh, was uh, really, really helpful for me. So I could now bring this back to the family business and say, you know, I have a, a different set of experiences. 
that maybe we can apply to the business. And uh, yeah. And how did you find your first year when you came back and you started the business? <laughs> was it an interesting start? Uh, tell us about. Tell us about it. Um, you know what? I was pretty much left alone to to find the next thing. And I know where you know the company was doing okay, was doing well, but the business was changing. Our traditional markets were changing. Our traditional customers in the tailors were getting a bit older. The average age is probably in the late fifties to early sixties at the time. So you know, looking ten years down the line. And we're almost there. Uh, you know what would be the future? Uh, there's also the issue of the manufacturers and China rising, as well. How would that affect our business? Would the garments be made in China, which they are now for the most part? So those traditional um, customers would probably go away or change, in that they wouldn't really need us, uh, a fabric middleman. So um, I spent probably the first year just looking at different types of fabrics, from ski wear to you know, what's being made in, in, in Canada, North America, that we could maybe sell, resell, represent. Uh, we tried bathing suit fabric, uh, ski wear fabric. We tried doing garments, uh, all of which didn't really pan out. Um, my, one of my, my ex-boss told me one thing really, really important because he was part of a family business that kind of, uh, you know, eventually dissolved. But he said, you know, when you join your family business, don't create any revolutions. And that I would tell to anybody, any son or daughter joining a family business, don't come in with like a huge, we're going to change everything in a year. Uh, you've got experienced parents or uncles or aunts that are in there. They know what they're doing. Uh, you can add to that incrementally, I think. And that's, uh, that's pretty much what we did. We, we said, okay, we're not going to create revolutions, but what can we add? What can we do that, you know, is, that they would understand and not, you know, freak out, so to speak? That's the voice of David Shashua, along with his uncle Sass. They are uh, fabric distributors from Hirsch Rostex, and you're listening to a new business program on CJAD called What Keeps You Up Nights, presented by Fuller Landau. If you have a question for uh, Fuller Landau's Josh Miller or our guest this evening, anything about uh, struggling businesses, if you need some inspiration, and now is the time to talk to the experts. 514-790-0991. That's 790-0991. Star Talk, star 8255 on Bell Mobility. CJAD time is 723. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. 724, this is what keeps you up nights on a CJAD, a new business program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. My name is Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller, and our guests this evening, David and Sass Shashua. They are fabric distributors from Hirsch Rostics. If you have a question uh, for Josh of Fuller Landau or need some inspiration, maybe um, a little boost for your small business, uh, you can always give us a call at 514-790-0991 or start talk on Bell Mobility. And we have another Sass on the line right now. Hi, Sass. Hey, how are you, Dan? It's Sass Kazam. I'm great. Sass was our guest uh, last week on the show. Welcome back, Sass. Thank you. Hey, Josh. Just wanted to ask my cousin Sass how, um, how he feels about uh, or when he feels about handing over the reins to the young generation. Now, we just have to clarify, uh, the guest Sass from last week is cousins with the guest Sass from this week, okay? <laughs> Mere coincidence, very, be very confusing. <laughs> we got this program sewn up. <laughs> so, Sass in the studio, can you answer Sass on the lines question of, of when, when do the reins pass? At what point do you feel comfortable 
uh, passing it on. Yeah. And I know your brother's not here. But. If he has a with sass, that would be. <laughs> well, sass, let me answer you this way. A few years ago, uh, sass, David spoke to Michelle, my daughter, and he said, listen, why don't you go and take up textile design because you've got a good eye for color and so on, and it will kick the old fogies out of the business. So I told her, listen, I've got my hat on, I'm ready to go, let's go. Sass, they're not going anywhere, don't worry about it. Okay, well that's good. That's well this, good. Is, uh, this is something we talked about with Sass from last week, is family dynamics, and how do you guys work together as a family? Do you ever have uh, any confrontations, or do you just sort of leave, uh, leave the family stuff at home and the business stuff at, at work? Well, basically, uh, we, the business was started by with my brother and myself and we we had our arguments because I tended to be more adventurous shall we say and he was much more conservative luckily for me when David came online he sided with me so yeah, we've got typically my... two against one so. <laughs> but who typically wins do you do you have battle out or does uh, does one party or group of party acquiesce to the other I don't think really there's a winner. I think uh, somebody, we realize that we're in it together and whatever we feel is the best thing. I mean, we may dis still disagree, but we'll tend to go with the majority opinion. I think the, the disagreements are, are more tactical, but strategically we're, we're on the same page going forward. So, so you'd say in a, on a kind of a big picture, you're all together, but perhaps in the detail, you might differ. Right. Yeah. Yeah. By the Absolutely. way, Sass from last week is still on the line. Sass, did you want to say something? Yeah, no, no. Just, uh, I guess, keep up the good work and don't retire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, thanks very much, uh, Sass from last week. Now, Sass from this week. <laughs> David, you were, you were talking earlier about uh, your first year back and not rocking the boat in any way. Yet it sounded to your story like your first year was, was quite a bit of trial and error, and perhaps you didn't find the right fabric. Was that something that was supported by, by your, your uncle and father? Well, I think, uh, let me clarify, I think the first year I was kind of le left to my own devices to, to do my thing and figure out where I think we should, you know, extend our, our business. I mean, get nothing, his feet wet. Yeah, get my feet <laughs> wet. But, it, but it, it didn't impact on anybody. Uh, in terms of the day-to-day -day operations, the type of fabrics that we bought or the customers. Um, I mean, if anything, I, I sought out new customers, new types of customers, tried to visit uh, with our existing salespeople, existing customers, what else can we sell you? Are there any different types of fabrics? Because I, I learned in my software days, once you have a, a customer, what else can you sell them? Because it takes X amount of effort to get to that customer and to, to get him as a customer. So now we want to sell more. Did you have a formal education background that you thought would benefit the companies you came in? Um, well, I have a, a bachelor um, in, in business and commerce from Concordia, and I have a master of science in textile technology. So the formal education, I don't put anything on the business card. It's basically in my head, and it's more procedural in how I approach things more than anything. I don't try to flaunt it and put a, a master of science on my card or anything like that. When you came in, because when you got into the business, the business was probably already about 65 years old. Did you have to, did you feel you had to bring it into the current century? 
Can we just, uh, can you hold that thought? Because sure. we have to yeah. break in just a sec for news. Uh, you're listening to What Keeps You Up Nights, presented by Fuller Landau, a new business program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. My name is Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. If you have a question for uh, Josh, the accountant extraordinaire from Fuller Landau, if you have uh, need any business advice, perhaps, so this would be a great time, 514-790-0991. That's 790-0991. Or star talk, star 8255 on Bell Mobility. 7.30. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. 7.32 on Montreal's News Talk leader, CJAD 800. What keeps you up nights presented by Fuller Landau. Inspiring stories from outstanding business people. Dan Delmar along with uh, Fuller Landau's Josh Miller and our guests this evening, David and Sass Shashua. They are fabric distributors from Hirsch Rostex. If you have a question for our guest or for Josh, if, uh, if there's anything business related that you need, uh, perhaps um, a, a little bit of accounting advice, maybe a little bit of inspiration from the folks at Fuller Landau, now would be a great time. 514 79009 991-790-0991, Star Talk, Star 8255 on Bell Mobility. David, we were talking before, we understand that the, it's a textile business, a fabric business, there may not be such high-tech uh, issues that you have to deal with. The company's been around for 75 years in a low-tech environment. Is there anything you feel uh, that when you came into the business that you brought into the current century? Well, I, uh, my first day I brought two computers, and my dad looks at me and says, what are those for? <laughs> so um, That was your dad, not your uncle. Right? Not my uncle, <laughs> it's my dad. So, uh, you know, I got it hooked up to the Internet, got my email, and I had nobody to contact. So, I mean, look, our traditional uh, clients are, are we're tailors and in stores for the most part that don't have any technology at all. And um, really it wasn't uh, of a, you know, basic email to email the, 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 the two or three clients that had email. So I would tell you the, the answer is get get in their faces and it's a good old fashioned sell, go see them. That's what they, they like to, they like to see your face every day or every second day or whatever it is, whatever you got for me and, and just talk to them. Which means that you really have to have the right product. So refresh us a little bit on the product that you offer to your customers. Um, today, it's uh, we specialize in wool and wool blend fabrics. Uh, we do we still do the menswear and we sell to tailors, but we also do uh, uh, what they do class A uniforms for police and fire. So uh, the the cargo pants, uh, the tunics, uh, the that's shirts. shirts as well, uh, all in poly wools or or hundred percent wool, depending on the police department. We sell to airlines. We sell to uh, Las Vegas casinos. Um, that's a, that's another story. How we, we we took the menswear fabric and got into the casinos with that. That's a that's a whole. Uh... Was th was there an event that triggered that? Well, basically, I had gone to Las Vegas and I met one of the our customers there, and he gave me an order which for a model which we sent him. And uh, later on, he told us, "Yeah, we got the order. We're going to ship the bulk to this particular manufacturer to manufacture the garments." So I said, "Fine, no problem." We sent the fabric to the garment maker. It was produced, and six months later, we get a jacket back. And the sleeve, especially near the elbow, didn't even look like a fabric anymore. It looked like rubber, <laughs> <laughs> basically sponge rubber. And we, so I picked up the phone and I called up 
the the, uh, my, the purchaser in Las Vegas. I said, what happened? What what happened to this fabric? It's, this is not normal. He said, no, we used it for front desk. Now front desk, uh, and he says, but I said, look, this fabric is not for front desk. It's a Super 100s all wool fabric. And it won't take that kind of abuse. Yeah, it's a retail fabric, something you'd it's buy a suit. It's what we call a retail company. fabric. And uh, so he said, anyway, don't worry. It's not the fault of the fabric because I went up and I checked. And the person whose jacket you got is a short guy and he's leaning on the counter and rubbing his elbow on it all the time. And I checked it with a one man taller. He was fine. He says, no. So it's... It's okay, the fabric. I said, yes, but this is not satisfactory. He said, no, what do you suggest? I said, we suggest you go into a blend, either wool poly or poly wool blend. So he says, no, I want an all wool. So I said, okay, we'll re-engineer this all wool for you. So we did. We went back to the mill, which made it, and we told them, look, we want to re-engineer it. We made it a little bit firmer, we put some extra twist in it. Anyway, we produced the fabric. He was so happy with it. This is like five, six years ago, I think now. He's still buying it. Yeah. I just want to address uh, innovation. You were speaking, uh, uh, Sass, a bit earlier about that. Uh, by the way, our guests are, are Sass and David Shashua of, uh, of the fabric distributors with Hirsch Rostex. Are there any kind of new technologies right now that are, um, that are really interesting in terms of, uh, I don't know, breathability? Or what, what kinds of new innovations are we seeing in the industry? Well, you know, there's a lot of buzzwords around. Uh, some people want Teflon finishes, but they're talking buzzwords about the green fabrics. Mm -hmm. Uh, organic cotton and things organic. like that. Yeah. Well, we don't use cotton as well. I mean, basically, wool is a green fabric. It's a natural, it's, and so on. The problem is, some people said, oh, how about bamboo? Well, we've gone into that. We've tested fabrics with bamboo. They do not stand up. I mean, it's very nice to say bamboo, but even the bamboo, you only can put 3 or 4% of it. Then with the polyester, this, oh, Reprocessed polyester. Well, yes, you can use reprocessed polyester. It does not do as well as new polyester, as test-wise, color-wise, or anything. And on top of it, the amount of uh, ecological values, like reprocessing and so on, are much more than producing fresh polyester. So it sounds like you, you really have to know your fabric, and, and even before you sell it, you got to kind of do your homework, do your legwork, and become almost a consultant to the buyer that you're selling to. Well, this is our strength, actually, because now our buyers are rely on us. I mean, they say, okay, this is what we want. What can we, what can you do with it? What can, so we said, okay, what do you want? For what purpose? Do you want it lighter weight, heavier weight? We will do the work according, we'll do the research and produce the fabric that you want, that you need, not necessarily that, that you want, because sometimes it happens, and it happened in a very... Very nasty way. Nasty way <laughs> on a certain fabric, which we felt, which one customer said they wanted to buy, and we said, this is not a uniform fabric. It will not stand up. So they said, oh, well, we'll speak to our customer. Our customer said, no, we want this fabric. So we sold it to them. 
Six months later, we get a mini skirt back <laughs> with the seam slippage and everything else. So, said, you know, on top of this, not only is a very soft, lightweight fabric, on top of it, you're wearing a mini, a tight mini skirt. It ain't gonna work. Depends for what industry. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're listening to what keeps you up nights on a CJAD presented by Fuller Landau, a family show, a business program <laughs> about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. Uh, Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. If you have a question for Josh, uh, you can always uh, give us a call. I, I like to refer to him as the accountant extraordinaire. Any business <laughs> advice that you need, if you're a struggling business owner, uh, you can always call up, and uh, hopefully Josh will give you um, a bit of a boost. Five one four seven nine zero zero nine nine one. Seven nine zero zero nine nine one. Our Star Talk Star eight two five five on uh, Bell Mobility. Our guests this evening, David and Sas Shashua. They are fabric distributors from Hirsch Rostex. You were talking before, Sas, about re-engineering the fabric, twisting it, changing the composition. It sounds, you know, fabric is a fabric. It sounds like you're you're doing some research, you're doing some development, and I'm not setting you up at all here, but. Uh, tell us a little bit about the research and development side of your of, of what you would think is just a standard everyday business. Well, we we try to sell the fabric based on its usage. So, if a fabric we feel like well, that you can, for example, wear once a week, it's not a problem. But if you come and say, "Tell me, I want to wear it every day," then I have a different criteria to base it on so that's where we do the engineering the testing making models and trying this fabric out so to make sure that it does do i mean it's not necessarily what what you want it's what you need and that's what we try and do we try to benchmark sorry it's benchmarking is really the 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 key word that we're we're looking for because uh, if we're selling a casino and and the casinos, if you go to Las Vegas today, they're wearing suits. I mean, they're wearing pinstripes and checks and, and whatnot. They're not wear, they've evolved out of the, uh, the blue polyester security guard-looking um, uh, fabric. So, but that's got to last just as long. Uh, they want those, things, those suits to last about a year and a half. So how do we do that with a regular suit fabric? We've got to re-engineer it, like Sass said, is, is basically to allow it to last that long. So the customer doesn't really care in the end uh, that we're playing with it. They just want the design to be maintained and they want the wearability uh, to last, let's say, the, the year and a half to two years. Uh, if we start getting calls after six months, it's just, you know, uh, it's trouble. Is that something you've been doing yourself? Do you subcontract that out? How do, how do you, how do you re-engineer a fabric? Well, we've got a lot of experience. <laughs> we basically, we don't do it ourselves, obviously. We are basically wholesalers. We distribute the fabrics. So we basically work with our mills and we know what questions to ask them and what to ask them to make. And that's what they do. So it doesn't always work out. We gave them a fabric for the US and uh, we are, they said yes, they could make it. They made a model, but it was like 10% underweight. So we went to the actually the customer, and he said, he says it's beautiful. It's just what I want. I said, yeah, but it's underweight. In the meantime, we checked with the mill, and the mill says yes, we can fix that. We only made up one model. We weren't sure what is going to happen. So actually, we got the order based on our reputation. 
Yeah, well, basically, when we go to production, it's going to hit the weight that it's supposed to hit. But it's it's new business that we didn't have before. It's for a, a, a large U.S. state police force that uh, we didn't have before. And it's, uh, it's a client that we've been trying to build up for the last six years now, but slowly, slowly, you know, an order here and an order there. And if we can do the more complicated, call it American fabrics that they're used to, that this small little company out of Montreal can do, then we're just going to get more and more of that business. So it's it's a long, I think it's a long voyage to try to get stateside trust, but I think it's slowly, slowly, as we deliver quality, we'll, we'll get that business. Just quickly before we go to break, I do have a question where you're talking about innovations and, and the fabric industry. Do you guys deal with any of this stain repellent fabric, and does it actually work? Yes, we do. We only do it by a special request, but it does work. But it depends, again, to what extent, how many washings do you want it to go through, how many dry, dry cleanings. cleanings mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Obviously, it's a, it's a pro chemical process which will wear off eventually. Perfect. Uh, David and Sas Shashua, they are fabric distributors from Hirsch Rostex. This is what keeps you up nights on a CJAD. Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. If you have any questions for our guest or for Josh, if you have a, a business yourself and need some advice, uh, they are the accountants extraordinaire, and you can always reach them at 514-790-0991. That's 790-0991. We'll get to the phones in just a sec. Uh, star 8255 on Bell Mobility as well. CJAD time is 745. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. 747, Dan Delmar along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. I guess this evening, David and Saz Shashua, they are fabric distributors with Hirsch Rostex. If you have a question for uh, the Shashuas or for uh, Josh Fuller Landau, anything to do with um, perhaps uh, issues you're having with your business or if you need a, a bit of a boost, you can always ask Josh for advice, 514-790-0991 or start talk on Bell Mobility. Stephen is on the line right now. Hi, Stephen. Hi, how are you? We're great. Um, I'm curious, seeing as they've specialized in the material, why are they offering their clients one-stop shopping? In other words, not only the material, but a finished product. As an example, the gentleman they referred to in Las Vegas, why would they not sell him the entire uniform? Um, well, they have their own sources for that, and at the same time, we'd be cutting out our clients that would make the the um, the uniforms for them so it's a it's a it's a good question but it's a tricky one we we looked at that a there's the expertise involved to doing it in suitings there's a lot that can go wrong uh, it's just not our business so uh, for the most part we'll sell it to the end customer uh, if that customer wants us to sell it to his to bring it to his plant in China or India or whatever it is that's what we'll drop ship it but we won't make it ourselves may I add something too the other thing is that it's a different item altogether because basically what our customer does he makes the styling he arranges the buttons and everything else we are not equipped for that we are specialists in fabric only you're not designers either we're, we're not, designers not either. we're not clothing designers we are fabric designers if necessary but we're not clothing designers so where some businesses may make the decision to be vertical and go from uh, soup to nuts, cradle to grave with their with their product. Uh, you feel with the experience of 75 years behind in one particular area, that's where you should concentrate. That's where your best consulting is, and that's where you want to continue, not to step on anybody's toes and so forth. Right, because right. we stand behind all our fabrics. So when you're think, so when you're so when you're talking about fabrics, and you you mentioned mills earlier, and you're dealing with various parts of the world. 
What parts of the world do you deal with? Uh... Well, today mostly we deal with China, India. We have a mill which we deal with in Mexico for NAFTA purposes. We have other mills actually in Europe that we deal with, but it it can vary depending on where we feel the what the customer wants will fit best. Is there a country that that you feel is easier to do business with than another? Yes. <laughs> China. China, China probably. Easier yeah. or easier? Yeah. Easier, yeah. And I think what SAS last week was talking about uh, preferring other countries over China. I think in our experience um China is a lot easier to deal with. Um, they can. I, we have a four-hour to five-hour day that we can chat with them and email them. Uh, you know, our case with India, for instance, we could send a request out for a quote or information, two three days to get an answer. The product is good out of India, but the communication with China is fabulous. So, is it because perhaps uh, they're more are, are they more experienced the, the Chinese in garments or fabric? I don't think they're more experienced, but I think basically they seem to try harder. I mean, we'll get replies from them at midnight or two o'clock in the morning, their time. Wow. They're still answering our emails. So obviously not everything they can answer because sometimes they have to check with the mill in the morning, but we find that extra effort makes a hell of a difference. They, they want the business and they want to satisfy well, you know, our questions. And, mm -hmm. whatnot, so. and is the product quality the same when it comes out of one country or another? I would say it's comparable, depending product to product. Yes, it's comparable, but yeah. we have different uh, things. Some, like China, for example, will not make a piece dye polyester blend. Uh, will will poly blend, whereas India will. So obviously, that makes a difference in deliveries and so on and so forth. So we have to take advantage of wherever the best know-how is. You've been importing for many, many years. Has there been a, a shift in the importing business and the, in the logistics behind it? Have you had to plan differently over the last number of years? Of course. I mean, initially, the business started buying goods out of England, and then it was out of Western Europe, and then started going worldwide. I mean, we were in uh, Eastern Europe for a long, long time, selling into the U.S., selling offshore, and so on. And then when... Uh, political situation changed, suddenly they were out of the picture. It was impossible to buy. Within a year, we had to switch all our business from those countries to others. So we have to keep nimble. <laughs> no, you certainly do. Do you still buy from Europe? Are there certain fabrics that are still uh, worthy of selling here? Yes, we still do. We still buy basically uh, more high-end or also the requirements for new styling is smaller. So we can buy 50 meters or 100 or 200 meters as opposed to China or India where we'd have to go probably four to 100 meters to 1,000 meters. But also, we, we're, we're uh, agents for Scabal out of uh, Belgium. So that's a high-end, very high-end suiting fabric that we that's have. That's super high-end. <laughs> well, super high-end. What, what does super high-end mean? Well, starting at $75 a yard all the way up to $3,000 a yard for Vicuna, pure Vicuna fabrics. It's a very specialized uh, type of fabric, but uh, it's the best, really. So my underwear is made of. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the voices of David and Sass Shashua. I'm joking, of course. I don't even know what that is. Uh, this is What Keeps yeah. You Up Nights on the CJAD, presented by Fuller Landau, Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. 514-790-0991. Your questions about small business. Uh, Star Talk, Star 8255 on Bell Mobility. 
For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. 7.54 on CJAD, Dan Delmar along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller on What Keeps You Up Nights, a show all about business people just like you who have struggled and managed to succeed in the end every Monday night. The show's on at 7 p.m. and our guests this evening, David and Saz Shashua, they are fabric distributors with Hirsch Rostex. And um, before the break, gentlemen, we were talking about this uh, um, exotic fabric that I want to ask you about. Uh, r remind me the name of it again. It's called Scabal. It's a brand out of uh, Brussels, Belgium. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you said three thousand dollars a yard. Did I hear that correctly? That yeah, that's probably the, at the high end. Yeah, okay. that's for a pure vicuna, um, very specialized, uh, very rare type of fiber. And what's so special about this uh, well, it's, fabric? That's... It's extremely luxurious. I okay. mean, yeah, it's hard to describe on radio. <laughs> it's probably not the best format, but <laughs> but it's it's uh, these these are these are suiting. Um, or call it even casual fabrics with exotic blends uh, that are just really the, the creme of the creme for menswear. Okay. Yeah. Well, the vicuna basically is, uh, comes from a goat in the Andes. And it's, at one time it was, you were not, it was banned actually to have fabrics out of it because the only way you could get those goats is to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but basically it's very, very lightweight and very very warm okay and soft so do you need a sherpa to get to these goats does it take so. <laughs> it's the proverbial sacrificial goat <laughs> uh, as as we come up to the end of the show uh, gentlemen thank you very much but uh in parting words what what words of advice would you give to today's entrepreneur and and i'll ask the question of sas first well i have two things to say one is to keep your eye on the ball the other thing is don't be afraid i mean if you come up it's a phrase, actually, which is basically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this location drives opportunity. In other words, if, for example, like I mentioned earlier, that uh, Poland, we had a, we were very heavy there, and suddenly, within because of a political situation, we had to switch right out of it within a very short time. Actually, that gave us an opportunity to go into other areas and expand our. Uh, ranges there. Excellent. And David, what would you say would be uh, some words of wisdom for an entrepreneur starting today, whether on his own or getting into the family business? Well, basically, we get into the family business. Don't create any revolutions. You know, you're adding to the business that's been successful, hopefully. Um, be in front of your customer, understand the market that he's, do, uh, that he's in, and, and keep your eye on the ball because it's always changing. And you could be sitting in your office playing on your internet and uh, the orders stop coming and you don't know why. So it's always good to get out and, and understand what's going on. I think what we, what we keep on hearing, uh, you know, week after week, and certainly Sass and David, you're attesting to it, is to stay nimble, to react quickly. As, a, as an entrepreneur in a business, in a business world that's, that's changing rapidly, there's no question that uh, you need to not only react, but be as proactive as possible and watch where your products are going, watch where the environment's going. And, uh, and I believe that in, in the entrepreneurial world, if you don't have that, you're going to be caught behind, whether you have Vicuna underwear or not. <laughs> a very good advice, uh, Josh Miller, who is wearing a 100% Vicuna suit right now because uh, Fuller Lando can afford it, I suppose. Uh, Fuller Lando. 
The website is flmontreal.com, and you can reach them at the office, 514-875-2865. That's 875-2865. Uh, professional device with a personal touch, right, Josh? Absolutely. Thank you, Dan. And uh, what do we have coming up on next week's show? A bit of an interesting guest, right? Next week's show is is a little is going to be quite different from some of the past shows that we've had. It's still it's an entrepreneur. Uh, his name is Pierre Lemoureux, running Fogo Labs. And this is a business that has been uh, thriving for a number of years in the music community. In making CDs, he operates a studio, deals with, uh, with events, uh, and recently is a 2009 Grammy winner. So really looking forward to that show next week. Going to be super interesting. Sounds good. A bit of an unconventional guest, I guess, the business of, uh, of entertaining and how, how that kind of works. Um, so once again, uh, Fuller Landau can be reached at 514-875-2865. That's 875-2865 or flmontreal.com. Uh, thanks to our guests, David and Sass Shashua uh, from Hirsch Rostex. Gentlemen, thanks very much for coming in. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And uh, thank you, Louis and Amber and Master Control. The Ryan Doyle Show is next. Good night. <laughs>